evening and welcome into another edition of the Stephanie Gately Show podcast on WFUVsports.org. Alongside Chris Morasco, this is DJ Sixsmith. Fordham on to the Sweet 16 of the WNIT, taking on James Madison Wednesday night down in Virginia. That's where we are right now. Coach, welcome aboard. How's it going? All is good down here in Harrisonburg, Virginia here, DJ. Thank you very much. No, I got to know, what do you think of Harrisonburg, Virginia? It's a little bit different than the Bronx, that's for sure. So what are your initial impressions down here? The last time I was in this hotel, we were in the pool celebrating the CAA championship. So that's the last time I was in Harrisburg. It was our second CAA championship when I was coaching University of Richmond. So it was always, it was a very good memory. Good vibes here, no question about it. So, Coach, let's go back to that win against BU. You guys really dominated that Terriers team. You took out their top two players. Moran was quiet. Alfred really struggled. What was the key to getting that victory at home at the Rose Hill Gym? I mean, I think defense. I think overall our team did a great job. I think Ace really shut down their point guard. I mean, I think that kid has been, you know, obviously their, you know, their go-to and, and really settles them into their offense. And I think Ace did a great job of taking her out of what she wanted to do. And then I, I think it was a team effort, you know, um, against the player of the year. I mean, you got three first-team all-members on that team, and I think, you know, to keep them to 44 points when they I think, at that point were the sixth-rate team in the country, I think, you know, across the board, I just thought it was an outstanding, outstanding defensive effort. Because if you look at our offense, our offense wasn't really outstanding. We struggled from the field, but we just found a way when we needed to. And, Coach, something we talked about with the players on the team is the grueling schedule of the Atlantic 10 and going up against teams like St. Joe's and Dayton and Charlotte on a consistent basis. How do you feel it's prepared you for some of the teams you see in the NIT? Absolutely. I mean, I think it, it, it definitely mentally prepares you, especially when you've won those games. I mean, I think one of the biggest things, aside from just taking away the wins and losses of the season, I think in, in having been someone that takes a lot of pride in building programs and um, when you're trying to lay the foundation for a program, the biggest thing you have to get over is teaching them how to win. And so last year we hung around the teams, what we lost at the end, and we lost some really close games. And this year, winning them now puts in their mind that they're used to winning. And so playing that those level of teams, you know, Army obviously was a very good team. They won the Patriot. Then you have Boston U, who was an outstanding team, who had a 57 RPI. Their only two losses in the last two games, last 20 games, was to an Albany who gave North Carolina all they could handle as the, as the 14 seed. And so for us, I think all those games, you know, without a doubt, prepared us for this road. Now, Coach, you told us several times on this show, if you're going to be successful in this tournament, you need to win on the road. You have that chance now. You're playing James Madison. So looking at practice today and then shoot around tomorrow, what do you need to see from the girls to make sure they're mentally and physically prepared for this contest? This has been a really resilient group. I don't think this, this team has any fear of being on the road. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, when you look at our conference play, we only had one loss on the road, you know, in conference. And so, and, and that was, you know, that was to a Duquesne who was in the WNIT. So I, don't, I, I think the most important thing is, as we said, we talk about our little Hoosiers thing, you know, you, you, know, you got to keep it within, within the boundaries of the lines and just make sure that we're focused on um, the game. I mean, James Madison, you know, gets a really good crowd, and they get you into the game. And as, as we've seen, that, that crowd for us was outstanding, and I think that it definitely does come into play. And so for us, we just have to stay kind of mentally tough for, for 40 minutes. Just expanding on that a little more, you got the first two rounds at home and now playing a game on the road. You talk about how successful this team has been so far on the year. Do you change your approach at all as when you're going up away from home as you do at a game at Rose Hill? No. I mean, I think we pretty much attack it as, you know, uh, 40 minutes of focused basketball. And 
you know, James Madison team, their two biggest things are an outstanding offensive rebounding team, and they, and they really can score in transition, and they have two really good go-to players and in, in you know in their in their point in their two guard, and so therefore for us, we've kind of faced it all year. Everybody we play, there's a different person we need to stop, and you know, obviously we we match up with that, but then it becomes a team effort if we switch on a ball screen, and and it it just has to be a focused approach. I mean, we've got to be able to tune out the crowd. We've got to be able to focus what's within the lines. And, uh, and again, we just got to bank on our defense. But then the other thing that's going to become extremely critical for us in this game is going to be rebounding. And when scouting this JMU team, they have a few similar opponents. They beat Richmond, or they lost to Richmond, I should say. They beat American. How much stock do you put into that? Obviously, we've talked about this season that it has a little bit of impotence. But for you, does it really weigh heavy, or do you just like to focus on the more important task at hand? I think it's just really, honestly, a reference point. You know, it's not real anything. I mean, uh, m one of my players plays at Richmond, and she obviously shared some scout information for me. And, and but that was a long time ago. I mean, that was like almost 30 games ago. Yeah. So a lot of things have changed. One of their, one of their, as she said, their emotional leader is now out with a broken foot, and that that happened 20 games ago. You know, so um, they've learned to adjust without her. I mean, it's a team that only lost to Delaware at Delaware by one, and Delaware's playing for the spot in the Sweet 16 tonight. So you know, it it definitely is a very athletic team. Um, we've faced teams like this throughout the season, similar, not the size of a Charlotte, but the athletic ability of a Charlotte. You know, so a lot of similarities as far as that's concerned. So I mean, for us, I, I think we fear all, we fear none and respect all. You know, and I think this is a, a good case of that. And if, you know, when you were talking about you know games of you know trying to get to the championship, I mean. There's only going to be two teams playing for a championship, the WNIT and the CBI, but, I mean, the women's case is the WBI, but there's going to be, you know, everybody else is going home with a loss. I mean, we're two games away from the Final Four. And so for our kids, you know, it's, it's you can see it and you can feel it and you can sense it. And I also think once we got past the residue of that, that loss in the championship game, I think we felt it during the Army game. And then I thought there was a little bit more of a spring to our step in the BU game. And I think the crowd and the atmosphere really made our kids understand what a special thing we were creating this season. And for a team that doesn't have a whole ton of playoff experience or postseason games, does it change the thought process at all when you're looking at transfers to see which players have been there, who's had success in the postseason, and which players have been in the big spotlight where we can bring them in and give our team that extra push when we're playing in the postseason, when we're reaching the spots we want to be in? I mean, as far as, you know, for us, um, you know, you look at a JMU who, who's been there. You know, they've been there. I mean, if you look at their record, they're 15-0 and 0 at home in postseason. So it, whether they've hosted, the you know, the, the NCA or whether they've been in NIT. Uh, but that is history. And as I think we've proven all year long, if you look at all the things, the records have gone against us, BU, 3-1 and one against, you know, against us. You know, and we ha we, we've we been able to kind of just kind of rewrite our own type of history. So, you know, our I think our status all along and our, and our kind of motto all along is, you know, kind of almost like new beginnings, like as we said, with tradition begins now and with our kids. It's, you know, never say die attitude. I think these kids understand and realize. I mean, when you went into the championship game, we knew there was a game after. You knew you were going to postseason. But now you're at this point in postseason, it's the final season. And so with the final season, there's that final minute. And so with these kids, it's, it's 40 minutes and done. So I have no doubt we're going to leave it all out there. Coach, Mara and Aaron have gotten a lot of the attention this year. But especially in the postseason, it seems like you've gotten a total team effort. You look back to last game, ace had a wonderful job defensively. Abigail was stepping up. How important is it for those other players, those role players, if you will, in the starting lineup to have big games against JMU? 
I mean, I think on any given night, it's hard to see who our most valuable player is. I mean, on every different different night, there's been so many different stepping up, and that's what makes this team so special. I mean, and you're always going to have kids that get the accolades. I mean, that's part of it. But the beauty of it, I think they also understand they wouldn't have gotten it without the other kids. I mean, I, I look at somebody like Ace, who was on the all-defensive team, and I remember challenging last year and saying, you are a really good defender. Like, just buy in. You will. You understand. You can be that good. And she did. And I think it was proven by being the all-defensive team. I personally felt she should have been awarded the most improved player in the conference. And even though her statistics went down, it's just because that she embraced the whole team because we had different people. Same thing with Abigail Corny. Her statistics went down for the best of the team because we added, you know, three new type new scorers with, with Sam, Aaron, and Mara. So everybody's been able to put the we aside, I mean the me aside for the we. And I think that's been crucial for us. I mean, if, if everybody had their individual agenda, we wouldn't be where we are. But the beauty of this team is it, it's a very, very much a team. And speaking of Ace Collins and Abigail Corning, they now join us on the Stephanie Gately Show podcast. Guys, sweet 16 to the WNIT. After everything that happened, you start the season 7-5. and five. Just talk about what it means to you to take the next step in this wonderful tournament. Um, yeah, I mean, it means a lot. Um, going into this game, we have to have, like, a great focus. And um, they're a really good, great team, really talented team. So it's just really exciting to be here, but um, more excited to, you know, take on the competition. And, Abigail, that win against BU, Terriers were a good team coming in. They'd only lost five times, but you guys really handled them. What was the key to that victory going the whole 40 minutes? I would say it's just a lot of team defense and everybody guarding their player, but then when they needed to help, helping out each other out and um, really executing on offense. They played solid defense, but we were able to get out on the break a few times and also just execute offense really well. So that was uh, able you know, to get easy scores, and that really helped us out. And can you guys both talk a little bit about the mental preparation of the postseason and going into each game knowing that if you lose, it may be your last. So what's it like preparing for a postseason game as opposed to just a regular season game? Um, I think with these games, you really have to just um, look at what's in front of you and try not to look, look over it. Um, knowing that each game could be your last, you really have to go into each game and, um, and play like, and leave everything on the floor and just play with all you got. And Abigail, as one of the three captains on this team, what do you need to do to relay that message and make sure it sticks home, especially with the younger players who know that they have two or three years to go still here at Fordham? Uh, just trying to lead by example and just, you know, coming to practice focused and saying, you know, it's just another game, but at the same time, there's a lot on the line. And, you know, it is our last game. It could be our last game for the season. Hopefully it's not. But especially for the seniors, you know, they've left such a big legacy and we want to keep that going. And I think the younger kids have really, you know, realize the importance of it and um, you know we just need to keep it going. And Ace, you being a senior here in the postseason in your final year at Fordham, can you talk about that final experience at Fordham and what it was like with the timeout getting called over, having your family there and the whole crowd to support you in your final game? Yeah, it's definitely a great feeling. I mean, looking back and, and seeing what, what this senior class has been through and how hard we've worked to get to this point in our season, it's just it's just really great to know that um, you know, if, if unfortunately we did go out um, and we you know our last game, you know, losing away, I mean, I feel like, um, you know, just looking back, this team has done a lot of great things and we've, and we've hopefully changed the history of the program. Now, Abigail, all year long, you've wanted to see the Rose Hill gym packed on the game against BU. It finally happened. So how special was it to see your classmates and beyond supporting Fordham women's basketball? It was just nice to, you know, be respected by Fordham community now. Um, and get the support that the men have always gotten. Um, and 
you know, it's a little more equality now. And, you know, it's just fun to play in front of a crowd. And we had played in front of crowds away a little bit, but it's not the same to have the crowd on your side. And when you get the momentum of the crowd on your side, then, you know, it's really fun to be in that gym. And playing teams now from other conferences, can you talk about just how grueling the A-10 season was and how it might have prepared you for some of these teams you're seeing for the first time? Yeah, I actually um, thought about that in, in our first game going into the home game. It felt like we were just right back to the beginning of our season again, and it was it's funny, like, I feel like our, our conference is really strong, and, and um, I feel like it definitely prepared us for the talent that, w that we're going to see in the WNIT and that we have seen, and I think that, um, you know, talented players that we've seen in the A-10 has definitely prepared us for that. And Abigail, after everything that happened with the A-10 championship, how important have these two victories against Army and BU been in really putting those memories aside and focusing on the next season and the next few games going forward? It's just a tribute to how our team is this year. And, you know, um, we're able to bounce back from losses. And, you know, the A-10 championship loss was really hard on all of us. But for us to be able to come out that Thursday and win at Rose Hill and just prove that, we're still a postseason team, you know, we can still get a victory. That was just big for the program. And, you know, we've made history all season and, you know, losing's tough, but for us to bounce back is even a greater challenge for us. And that really proves to, you know, what the team's done this year. And you guys talk about that game in, at the Barclays Center against St. Joe's. At what point did it really have to, to, or how long did it take you to get over that game to realize we still have a season and there's still a lot more to achieve for us this year? We actually had to bounce back rather quickly. Um, we, we didn't really get a break. We had um, we just had that, that one day off, and then we had to prepare for the next team because we heard about our, you know, who, that we were going to be playing um, Army in the next game. So, you know, we didn't have to have much time to recover, but I don't, I don't think we really needed it. I think that it was more, rather than being upset, we just wanted, you know, revenge. We wanted to redeem ourselves in the next game and, and prove that, you know, we are a great team, and, and we just had to bring, in that, bring that in the next focus in the game. Abigail, when you get to this point, when you're the Sweet 16, some people like to look down the road and say, oh, it's only three or four games until you can go to the championship. But for you guys, how hard is it to just focus on the here and now? And what needs to happen to make sure that that message is really put into place? Um, personally, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's too difficult because we've really done that all year. Um, going into every game, every game matters. And so we've prepared game by game to just play and go out and try to win every game. So it's kind of like the same thing that we've been doing all year, you know, just with a little more being in the WNIT. But, um, you know, like we said before, it could be our last game, and that has a lot of importance to it. So we just need to be able to come into practice and say, it's JMU on the line right now. That's all we need to focus on. And for both of you guys, with so many breaks throughout the course of the season, regular students getting a chance to go home and getting a chance to go on vacation, but you guys have been playing a lot of basketball. Can you talk about the commitment and how it all comes down to this game and everything you put into this season, just what it means to keep playing here in the NIT? Yeah, I mean, I've never, I've never really experienced playing um, this, you know, this late in, the, this late in the um, in the school year, and you know, I, as a senior, I want to keep it going as long as I can. If, if we're the last team playing. Um, I know the WNIT runs um, runs one of the latest ones. Will be if we can make it to the championship game, will be one of the only teams playing left in the nation. So, um, I mean, as a senior, I would like to keep it going as long as we can, as long as we can keep it going. Now, Abigail, you're from Connecticut. You get to go home every once in a while, but still, just describe the commitment that's needed in not being able to experience all of Christmas break and now Easter break and spring break. I mean, that adds up a little bit, especially for someone like you who's played so many minutes over the course of this year. 
Um, it's a good thing I get along with my teammates because we definitely <laughs> spend a lot of time together. But, um, you know, it's it's nice because I am close to so my family is able to come to the games and see me. And it's I know it's the same with Ace. So that's really nice because at least I get to see them. Um, you know, it's not the same as going home, having a home-cooked meal and sleeping in my own bed. But um, there's time for that later on in life, you know. There's there's – there's only one chance to go as far as we can in the WNIT right now, and we're just trying to embrace that moment. Never too old to go home. That's what I like to think. All right, guys, let's finish it off right here. Tell me why this team will move on and beat James Madison tomorrow night. Um, I, I mean, I think this this group is a really special group. I mean, I've, I've seen it in practice. I've seen how hard how hard these girls work and how bad they want it. And, I mean, it's you know, if, if even if the other team's more talented on paper, I mean, we always – our heart always overpowers their heart. I mean, I've never seen girls work so hard and want it so badly for each other. I think that's what separates us from um, a lot of teams is, is that we play for each other. I agree with Ace. We just play as a team and we all love each other. And, you know, we're just trying to embrace what we have that's so special right now. And I think that we out-hustle teams, we out-work teams, and we know how far, how hard we've worked to get to this point, and we just don't want to waste it. There you have it. East Collins, Abigail Corning, thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right, Coach, finally, tell me why your team's going to be playing Easter weekend in the Elite Eight of the WNIT. Our team's going to be playing Easter weekend because we believe we can win. I mean, and because, you know, we've proven that we're road winners, we're road warriors, and that the fact that we put defense first. We're not an offense-first team, and I think the teams that get to championships are teams that believe and buy into defense, and I think this team has done that all year long, and I, I believe because we totally epitomize the true definition of team. All right, Coach, thanks so much. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, happy Easter. So that just about does it for another edition of the Stephanie Gately Show podcast. So remember, folks, tomorrow night, 7 p.m., it's Fordham and James Madison University. Live from Virginia, you can catch all the action right here on WFUBsports.org, starting five minutes before with the one-on-one -on -one pregame report. So until that time, for my partner Chris Marasco, this is DJ Sixman. Have a great evening, everybody. Stephanie Gately Show is an exclusive production of WFUB Sports.